Bill Wilson, co-founder of Alcoholics Anonymous, wrote in 1952, If we examine every disturbance we have, great or small, we will find at the root some unhealthy dependence and its consequent demand. Wilson suggested that if we could identify and continually surrender these unrealistic and unrealizable demands, that we may then be able to accomplish what he imagined to be the recovery's next frontier, something he called emotional sobriety. Flash forward 70 years and join psychotherapists and best-selling authors Tom Rutledge and Dr. Alan Berger, who have taken up the mantle of exploring Bill Wilson's new frontier. Welcome to Emotional Sobriety. This is our second, what I'm calling it anyway, until somebody changes my mind, uh, nutshell workshop. Vignettes, tutorials, but I like nutshells because it, I don't know, it just sounds very tasty. <laughs> it's good. But one of the things that, that you and I and Alan enjoy doing a lot of times is just waxing philosophically <laughs> about various things. But this is kind of the opposite of tangent. We want to be able to get down and give listeners something they can actually work with. And most recently, the first one of these things we did was on learning to separate from our inner culprit and specifically that, that critical or the condemning one. Something that you and I had talked about before that we both share in common is that we've, we've always, uh, I, mean, I say, always maybe that's true for you I, I don't ever remember in my you know well maybe when I was a little little kid but but I don't remember as soon as adolescent hit or even younger than that I've always been uncomfortable with how I looked mm -hmm. always been very very self-conscious and you were talking about that too and specifically you were talking about we were talking about a messenger in your head um the 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 king of the haircuts i guess i mean it's it's like it, you know somebody they just thought that okay he didn't like your he somebody in your head doesn't like your haircuts right man the king of the haircuts that would be kind of like one of the lesser kings yeah <laughs> definitely below alexander and not a, not, not a bad not a bad thing to bring up next time he's talking to you, you go like right oh, just, oh, oh oh it's the king of the haircuts <laughs> good, good to see you again buddy it's like <laughs> oh my God, that's too funny. Uh, what I left everybody with was a little assignment about separation, which is to take a, the, a negative thought that you have about yourself and we're going to do what, and I, and I don't think I used this term last time. I, we're gonna, we, I call this positive dissociation. We call it, I'm talking about separation, but po positive dissociation is, is a term I sometimes forget to use and I, that I began using years ago that makes sense, especially, especially for people that I work with who actually know something about dissociation that, that, that I mean, most, a lot of people do know that. And that's, and that can happen at various levels. Some, I mean, it could be extreme in the sense of splitting off from yourself, or even sometimes people say experiencing things in, in uh, memories of trauma from outside their, their own body, that kind of thing. But it can happen in, in lesser ways too. So, so the idea is let's just, let's just define dissociation in the simplest terms. Dissociation is when something is going on in my life that is so uncomfortable inside me that, and I don't know what to do with it. So imagine childhood trauma, for instance, is a really good example here. I don't know what to do with that. I could, it may be a psychological discomfort. It may be physical discomfort. It could be, uh, it could be assault. It can be sexual abuse. Uh, it, but I'm uncomfortable. I'm so uncomfortable. I, I'm so, I, I do not know what to do. I can't change any of this. And so I leave. I split off. Sometimes people will do, will say they shut down, whatever it were. And like, they go into the basement of their consciousness, whatever it is. But somehow it's the, basically what's happening is you're giving, 
you're giving up the space to these negative culprits. You know, initially with, with uh, trauma, they may, those, those first experiences may be in fact with actual other human beings. By the time we're working on it here, we're dealing with the intrapersonal landscape here, intra, not inter, but intrapersonal landscape. So that what we're talking about is we're talking about our relationships inside our own thinking. So, so at, at this point, what happens is dissociation is when we, when, you know, like if you were to just give, give it over to the king of haircuts and the king of haircuts is just, just basically is the authority mm -hmm. on, on how, how you look and whatever he says about how you look is what you tend to believe and how and you tend to feel bad about yourself because, because of that. So positive dissociation is going to be us reversing that process. It's not, it's, it's definitely an example of simple, not easy, but it's, it's, we're going to reverse it because we're going to put the negative culprit outside of us and we're going to stay home. We're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to occupy the space. And the way we do that is the way that I described it in the last, in the last uh, um, uh, nutshell workshop thing, which is we're going to change the language. It's, uh, I, I, you know, I never meant to be a therapist. I was an English major. And I think, I think finally in my life, I've realized that's all worked out for the best. And maybe that was the plan. If there's such a thing as a, as a big plan, maybe that's the plan because I've, because I've been able to use language a lot to be able to, to make changes in this stuff. So the way we make that change is we, is we change the message from first person to uh, from first person. I am, I'll just use me for a moment. I am a piece of shit to uh, second person, Tom, you are a piece of shit. Okay. Totally, you know, same message, totally different problem definition. Now the pro now the definition of the problem is that I that it's not it's not that i have the belief that i'm a piece of shit it's that i have the message that i am a piece of shit and i believe it or i tend to believe it or you know that's what it, and so uh just another example of of that would be um addiction um uh, so if instead of saying i have to have i need some tequila it would say, Tom, you need some tequila. And I would say, okay, the definition is changed in my, in my alcoholism to, to not the fact that I have alcoholism, which we, which we know through the 12 steps, which is we don't, we don't try to get rid of alcoholism. You know, we just, we, we change our relationship with it. So it's, you know, I have to, I need some tequila means changes to the alcoholism said, you need tequila. And what did I do before I got in recovery? I agreed. Mm -hmm. And not just agreed, but obeyed. So we agree and obey, and, and that and part of what we're working with the separation is we're going to learn we're going to learn how we're going to learn how to disagree, and we're going to learn how to disobey. Um, so so everybody, uh, last time we we took a, we took us a, a criticism, a negative thought, changed it to the second person, you pronoun Tom, you are a piece of shit. Uh, Tom, you are worthless, whatever that happens to be, or Tom, you're, you're, you're ugly, uh, or Patrick, your, your hair, you have a horrible haircut, any of those. So we did that. And by doing that, we're already practicing the positive dissociation. We're putting that message out there. And the reason I have people write this down and I, and I say, just do this two column journaling that I described last time 
which is right for a while. Just, you know, and don't do it. Don't feel like you have to sit around and write a comprehensive list of all your negative messages because, you know, we don't have time for that. <laughs> right. like, we have to go to work. We have things to do. New but, ones will uh, populate as you write. <laughs> that, that's right. It's more, it's more, it's, this is like exercise. It's more important that you, if, if this makes sense to you, it's more important that you do it on a, on a regular basis than you do it a lot. It's like, so in other words, for a few days, even just, you know, just do, just write two or three of these down and practice changing, the, changing the language, make, you know, you basically, I keep saying it this way, you take the I pronoun away from that inner saboteur. It's like from that, from my should monster, the should monster does not get to, to possess me because when he possesses me, that's when he says, I am a piece of shit. And that means that, you know, the, the missing part there is Tom. Where's Tom? I am a piece of shit. Who said that? Well, you and I know at this point, that's the message of that should monster for me. It's like, so I'm, so basically I am dissociated. Mm -hmm. It's like what I want to do when I take, when I, when I actually, you know, I'm not saying this is going to feel that different in your body when you first do it, but at least at the beginning, you know, academically, intellectually, we're going to create this, this uh, positive dissociation. So the, so the, the message changes to Tom, you are a piece of shit. Okay. Now what we're going to do, what we're going to do next is we're going to, we're going to begin to change our response to that message. And, uh, and we talked about last time, we talked about the first, the first natural response is what I just call the yes position. I don't want pe people do not need to be disturbed. If you find yourself just agreeing with these, these horrible messages, it's like, because that's what the problem has been is, is, you know, the difference is now is that you, you know, that the problem is, and this is where it comes into, this is where it fits into what we work on in emotional sobriety. Cause we do this with people, other people all the time, you know? So Patrick tells me so-and-so and so-and-so, you know, about, you know, you give me some feedback that, that, that bothers me, hurts my feelings, whatever. So, so, you know, if Alan's working with me and trying to help me figure that out, I'm going like, well, I think what actually I've, I've thought about it. And I think what Patrick says is bullshit, you know, then it's like, what, what's my job? My job, my job is to, to follow through with that, to be able to say like, I don't need to let that affect me in, in, in a way. Now it may bother me that my friend has said some, some things to me, but it's, I don't need, I don't need to take it on as my own. Um, the other piece is it also part of emotional sobriety. If some of what you said to me is something that I'm uncomfortable with because I need to hear it, you know, then I need to, to listen to that. But that's not what's happening when we're talking about these, these negative culprits that are there, that are, that are just basically their job description is self-condemnation. You know, and it's like, and there, there, there's, there's some other stuff we can get into about the about, about the more reasonable versions of our other uh, characters on our committee, but these guys are not really. And you, you've made this point before, Patrick. Um, I can't remember if it was while we were talking on the air or, or between between times, but but that you know, the, these guys are just messages. They're not, they're not. You know, it's like we're going to personify them because it because it makes it clearer. We're going to give them, we're going to give them a voice. We're going to give them a, a, you know, we're going to decide, are they sitting to my right or my left? Are they sitting across from me in the empty chair? Whatever that is. But we're going to do that just for clarity's sake. It's like, the truth is, these are not part of our, our authentic self. And, um, 
And so we get we get to choose how we're going to respond differently. So um, so let's just take another example of this and say say if, if we go back to your, your your haircut king who who knows all about good haircuts and mm-hmm. and, and 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 doesn't 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 think you fare well with that and he's talking to you about your haircut one day, it's um, you've already demonstrated that you're pretty good with just just uh, which i imagine you are just generally in life is 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 coming back with some attitude which is a which is a good coping defense mechanism that that people like you and me have have thank god we've benefited from that through the through the years even 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 when the negative stuff uh, from inner voices and from other people is still getting through to us it's like thank goodness we have that ability to 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 demonstrate or show a sense of humor well, it took a while to cultivate. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah, but it makes a difference, though, doesn't it? It's like it, 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 it helps. It, it's, it, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't shield us entirely, but it does, it does blunt some of it a little bit, and it does, it is, it is, it is a protect, a protective, um, protective device. But let's decide. Let's let's just say you want to now do something very different with the haircut king, and um, he says, I don't. I, I, your haircuts your haircuts horrible this is, this is a this is a bad haircut it's a bad the way you have your hair is bad I'm saying, what's the most what's the most blatant way you could reject what he's saying what would you say to him to reject his message well it would be that uh he's absolutely no authority on the matter so uh his opinion means nothing to me something like that right okay all right so i'll, I'll be the haircut guy for a minute okay Mm-hmm. What do you mean? My, I'm the one that tells you how how you look. Well, um, you know, show me your credentials, something like that. I've been with you forever. You know that. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows you better than I do. Well, um, I've got to tell you in this light, you know, my hair is actually looking pretty fantastic today. And, uh, you know, um, agree to disagree. Well, I mean, yeah, but you know, we have a saying back at the Haircut King Club, and it's it's what do they know? You know, it's it's like I mean, right? Maybe I need to get my eyes checked, something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll get the I'll get the eye guy out here. <laughs> <laughs> right. I like to oh, introduce sorry, a new sorry, member. Sorry, of you, you have bad you have bad vision. Okay. <laughs> it's like, well, that's a that's a that's a weak comeback. It's like, but. Okay, when you say that, when 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 you re- when you reject him, uh, and say that, as far as I can tell, my hair looks okay, it looks good. It's like, how does that feel to you? Well, it's empowering to be able to tell, mm-hmm. you know, um, and you know, I think that these kinds of uh, projections, these uh, you know, false authorities uh, mm-hmm. inside our own minds. I mean, it's because he hit me on a sore spot you know, that I would yep. be, uh, I would tend to agree with that criticism. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, I guess, yeah, that's the issue really. Okay. Yeah. One of the issues. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the, and one of the things is, so that's, so what I'm asking, what I'm saying for the next piece of this, of this, um, in this little, little nutshell workshop is what I want people to do is, is, is do what, what the assignment was initially, which was just to, for the power of awareness, write the negative messages down and write your responses, both whether you agree or disagree and how you feel. And then when you've done that for a little while, 
begin the process of, of just imagining how would I like to respond if this were if this were an actual, you know, little, you know, basically, you know, we're, you know, always want people to know that at no point do we actually think that you have little people living inside of you. And no are you actually, you know, having having hallucinations of, of auditory hallucinations of hearing these things? It's like, this is just this, you know, having these kinds of, of thought processes, these kind of conversations is just how we think. So, so as, as you do this, to think in terms of what would I really like to say to this, to this little, little saboteur? Well, you I know? thought of a new one. Okay. Well, you know, maybe it's that the haircut isn't even the issue. It's, I feel good about me. And, mm -hmm. you know, regardless of, you know, I've done the best I can with my physical appearance. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, you can have your opinion about it and I have mine, but I'm still going to walk outside and, right. you know, uh, you know, hang out with my right. girlfriend and mm -hmm. yada, yada, yada. Well, exactly. And again, you know, we talked last time too about, about the fact that the bigger assumption of course is that how your hair looks or, you know, has anything to do with, you know, who you are as a human being anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't mean we don't care. We, we, you know, we, we want to we look good, but it's, it's like, it's like, noticed about your response so your response begins to push back and it feels good you feel empowered but what will what people will notice about this is that you're still in what i call you know i said the first position was a yes position you're still in a position that i call a i'll try harder kind of thing in the sense that that you're it's still buying into the idea that this the the, the opinion from the haircut king matters it's like so because you're kind of you know we're now now, this is, you know, I don't mean to, I may be kind of contradicting myself a little bit, but at the very beginning, I think it's fun to push back and debate with these guys a little bit just to kind of get the feel for them being separate. But ultimately, um, the, resp the response is, is going to be, you know, because by the way, you said you have, you, you told him he had his right to his opinion, his opinions. And this is really important for any of these negative culprits. Their opinions are always the same. They've never had a different opinion. You know, my, my, my guy has never come to me and says, you know, you know, ordinarily, Tom, you're, you're a piece of shit, but today, you know, you know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty impressed with you. Yeah. So I mean, I, well, it would just be a different committee member, you know, yeah, well, that would be, that would be an entirely different committee member. And it would come from the recovery side exactly. of, of all of that. So it's like, one of the things about that is, is that, that it's what we're really moving toward with practice of being aware of what these, these culprits are saying when they're just about condemnation is we're moving toward a position of, of, except understanding that they are irrelevant. You know, it's like, ultimately it is, you know, okay, Tom, you're, you're a piece of shit. Okay. Well, of course you, you've always thought that, you know, your hair looks bad. It's like, duh. You know, like since when did you, <laughs> when did you ever compliment my hair? You know? And, and of course, if they, if he ever did, it was a setup, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was going to be a trick anyway. So, so it's, it's, so we get to that place where we, we begin to realize that it's, it's actually irrelevant. I don't really give a shit what you think because I know what you think. Uh, and that's one of the things for us to be aware of. One of the takeaways from this little piece here is, is because we, um, you know, we even know this stuff a lot of times intellectually, but it's so great in, ingrained in us that ba basically we're we're still trying to win that argument and we don't need to. Win. That's the thing I want to get to help people to see. You know, there's no argument to win here. It's like 
it's like you know the reason you have a message about your hair is because you're 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 self-conscious about your hair you know i'm i'm very self-conscious about my hair my my whole physical appearance it's it's like uh you know and and it's it's like and i do much better with that than i have and i imagine you do as well is it's it's like it's like it's it's you know it's not it's uh it's a pain. You know, what I would say is, is all of that for me, the messages from the, from, from that, uh, those culprits that, that have so much to say about how, how I don't look like I'm supposed to look apparently, uh, you know, uh, comes, comes down, comes down to basically that that's, that's not what matters. You right. Know? Well, I mean, I, I would like to participate in joy and, you know, mm-hmm. to, to have a life, a full life that isn't, isn't conditional, you know, mm-hmm. isn't conditioned on how I look or, mm-hmm. you know, what my hair cut is like, right. because right. you know, uh, there's bigger, there's bigger fish to fry in life. Well, and the, the other, the other thing is, this is, this is a, this is a place I'll, I'll end this, we'll end this little, little piece here is, is, this is where, you know, we so often are talking about with emotional sobriety, we're talking about, you know, the understanding not to take what other people say personally, not sometimes not to even, you know, pay, give a lot of merit to what people say. But in this case, we're doing the same thing. What we're doing is we're taking this all too personally. It's like, it's not factual. It's, there's nothing factual about it other than it's a fact that we have this, we have this, this insecurity. Uh, 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 about how we, you know, in, in this case, you and I share the insecurity of how we how we look. It's like it's like that's what's that's what's factual. It's like it's not telling us anything factual about how we look, how you know how other people respond to us, uh, how people other other people might think we look. And, you know, I came to the, the understanding a long time ago that I couldn't I could not have looked as bad as I thought I did, because when people when people met me, they would cringe, you know, oh, Jesus. <laughs> and I like Kramer, you know, on yeah. <laughs> right. when he saw the ugly baby, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, for those of you who speak Seinfeldian, it's it's. Uh, I'm fluent, but yeah. Yeah, I figured you were. it's, but, but the idea, but the idea is that this is a place where we actually might want to get somebody else's opinion, or in this case, you know, you probably do get somebody else's opinion. If somebody says something to you about your physical appearance, somebody says something to you about your hair, or somebody says something to you about how, you know, if somebody compliments something about me, then basically, of course, what we do with the old way we've been doing it is we just discount that out of hand. They're just being nice. You know, you know? But, mm-hmm. but the truth is when we have been trained by these guys in our heads, neither you, we're, we're, you and I are no different than the eating disorder people that I treat who have body dysmorphia. It's like, we do not see ourselves accurately. You know, I, I, I became convinced of that a long time ago. It's like, and, and the truth is other, other people see us a lot more clearly and more, more accurately than we do. So the people who care about us, you know, you know, and they, when they say, when they tell us something about how we look or in, in deeper than that, in terms of who we are, our job is to actually at that point, really tune in and let that in and believe what they're saying to us and to realize I don't have to check that out in the mirror because if I check it out in the mirror, it's not going to check. That's my, that's been my experience. It's like, it's not going to check because I got that. I've, I've got that guy who, who has, who has basically, not only told me this over and over again, but he's, he's hypnotized me to see 
what what he sees. You know, that's what happens with 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 body dysmorphia, with with eating disorders is, you know, people don't families don't get it a lot of times when when somebody who is, say, uh, underweight and anorexic says that they're fat. You know, the, the families sometimes think that that they can get them if they can get them to look in the mirror long enough. They'll see what they see. They say, no. You know, and what I've learned to, to teach families is, no, that person actually will, to, to her eyes, she will grow in the mirror. She will get bigger as, as that's happening. So, so the truth is, and that, the same is true for us. It's like, it's, you know, we have to learn sometimes just to disqualify our own opinion. It's like, you know, if, if I want to, if, if you want to know how your hair looks, you're, you're better off asking me. Uh, and uh, yeah, the calculate, the calculation has to shift. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know if you, you you probably have noticed this. I've I, I mentioned your I, I mentioned your hair often. I have since I've known you long before you told me this part. Because you have great hair. Oh, well, I appreciate so, it. I've... Well, see, see, deal with that. See, that's that's the harder part of the therapy at this point is like to have to let that in. It's like mm -hmm. you know, it's like no, you got great hair. So so it's 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 like uh, I promise you, I, I am the haircut king. <laughs> well, that, you're the haircut king that I would benefit from listening to. That's for sure. Well, I, I, I am. I am. I'm telling Your you, I'm the, right, I'm the rightful haircut king. That's right. <laughs> We're starting to get a strategy now for working with some of these issues. Okay. All right. Well, then, then let's let's wrap that up there, and we'll get back soon. And I think we'll have Dr. Alan Berger back with us. Mm -hmm. before Further nutshells are uh, forthcoming. Yes. Thanks. Tinge your life. Tinge your myth. Cultivate your narrative with whomever you're with Then with glass in hand and children on one knee Bring some stories, bring your stories back to me It ain't a crime to be a human Never be ashamed to be yourself Rest assured that whatever you're doing entertain me like nobody else so here's to us my old friends until it's time to drink the wine and break the bread again with glass in hand and children on me bring some stories bring your stories back to me